Good morning. It is Monday, October 14th, 2019, and welcome to Eplorabus Cast. I'm your host, Sophia Nelson, and this is episode 18. Thank you for everyone that's been listening to us and following and sharing. We've had tens of thousands of listens and shares uh, across now 10 countries, including, of course, most of our listeners here in the United States. But you humble me, you honor me, thank you. If you haven't picked up a copy yet of Eplorbus One, Reclaiming Our Founders' Vision for a United America, you might want to do that, particularly given the climate of our politics right now and our culture here in the United States. And that's what we're going to talk about today on this Motivation Monday. As you know, every Monday I like to offer some type of inspiration. And today I'm going to give you 10 tips, 10 things that you can do right now. You, yes, little you, Yes, you who thinks that you don't count, that your vote doesn't matter, that your voice doesn't matter. I'm here to tell you you're wrong. And I'm going to give you 10 action items that you can take, that you can sit down and talk about with your kids and your grandkids in your neighborhood. If you're a young person, if you're in high school, if you're in college, you can do something. You can create a movement. You can create positive change in the world. Don't forget that Thomas Jefferson and Alexander Hamilton and Many of the founding fathers, Sam Adams and others, were young men. These were not old men. You had some like General Washington and others who were men at what you would call then midlife, uh, meaning they were in their 30s and 40s. That was considered old at the time. But these were young men who uh, fought and died in the American Revolution. These were idealists. These were merchants and farmers and tavern owners and landholders and ragtag soldiers. These were people that they were not the uh, necessarily the power brokers of their day. Certainly some were. But these were men who risked it all. And of course, we have founding mothers too, as our friend Cokie Roberts, who uh, wrote a book about the women of the American Revolution and how women helped also to, to get this country off the ground for sure. And uh, we'll talk about that on another podcast, but we have a great week ahead. I'm going to have on Eddie Glaude of MSNBC, good friend, uh, professor at Princeton University, and we'll have him on midweek and looking forward to that discussion. Eddie's so prolific. He's amazing. And if you don't know who he is, man, you're, you're under a rock somewhere. Look him up. But yes, he'll be our guest this week. We're excited about that. But today, again, I'm going to give you these 10 inspirational, 10 action item things that you can do. But before I get into that, I want to set the stage a little bit about where we are on the impeachment inquiry, where we are this week in Washington with key witnesses who will be testifying this week on Capitol Hill under threat of subpoena. You have Trump's ex-Russia advisor testifying uh, literally today, Fiona Hill. Then you've got uh Sunland, who's going to testify this week. You have uh, Rudy Giuliani is now under investigation by the feds. This thing gets more sordid and more interesting and more destabilizing and disturbing every day. But I want to talk about the state of where we are. You know, this podcast is dedicated to all things America, American culture, American politics, American sports, American music. By the way, we had an amazing time in uh, Virginia over the weekend. We uh, were at the Sweet Jazz Fest. Shout out to Visit Loudon and to Tracy Hamlin, uh, recording artist, and the many jazz greats that came out. We had Rick Braun and Alex Young and Eric Essex and 
just an amazing group of artists uh, in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Thank you to Tarara Winery for hosting and uh, the launch of the Women and Wine uh, line that uh, Woman Code uh, uh, launched on Saturday was amazing. It sold out. I'm happy to say that my favorite is the 2017 Merlot. I know other people like the Vignette. The, the Sparkling Rosé was very popular, but I loved the Merlot. It was fabulous. So we'll be getting information to you on how you can order your wine uh, online soon. We have to follow ABC laws as Virginia is an ABC state, uh, but we'll be getting that to you. But again, thank you to Visit Loudon and Tracy Hamlin for a great festival. It was my honor to be the Mistress of Ceremonies. But I want to set the tone. Uh, if you haven't seen this video yet that's causing a lot of controversy, I want to talk about that this morning. This video uh, features a spoofed, if you will, uh, remake of the Kingsman um, scene in the movie The Kingsman, which is, you know, uh, a take on the British uh, espionage, uh, kind of like the British Secret Service um, and it is uh, a popular series and there's a scene where uh, there's a shootout and in this instance some far-right group has created this what everybody's calling the Trump video and in this video the President of the United States is seen going into the church shooting down the media shooting down outlets killing rivals uh, former rivals like John McCain who's dead uh, it's awful. Uh, it's disturbing. It's upsetting. It has been trending on Twitter now for the past 24 hours. This is where we are, folks. Uh, this country's divided. I've been saying this from the very moment that I started this podcast. This country's in a difficult place. We're being tested like I believe never before since the American Revolution. We're going to decide who we are. We're going to decide what we want. We're going to decide what we're about. We're going to decide if we're going to be an angry nation, a divided nation, a nation that curses at each other. The President of the United States gave a foul-mouthed speech last week. Listen for yourself. Don't believe me. You know, one of the things that I know I'm getting real sick of is this notion that somehow the President of the United States is being picked on. That's not true. Just stop for a moment and think. Who tells him to send these tweets? Who tells him to give curse-laden speeches? Who tells him to do what he did in Ukraine? Who tells him to do what he did with Turkey, unilaterally uh, withdrawing and leaving our Kurdish allies who are now being slaughtered and murdered and killed? Babies, pictures emerging. A journalist, a female journalist, a female activist helping was raped and then stoned to death as if we are in the fifth century. This is where we are, folks. I'm going to tell the truth. I'm always going to tell the truth. As a lifelong Republican, a moderate, I am a never Trumper, and I hope for those of you that follow me that listen to Trump, that shouldn't offend you. If you believe in America and you believe in liberty, then you believe that we can disagree and that we can have robust debate, that we can argue facts, we can argue opinions, we can argue many things. But at the end of the day, we should respect one another as Americans. You know, if you take freedom seriously, if you take liberty seriously, then you like dissent, you appreciate dissent. You appreciate disagreement. But if you are an authoritarian, if you're someone that believes in crushing a free speech and the free press and free debate, then you will have a problem with me and you will have a problem with everything uh, that I talk about on this podcast. So I hope that you'll listen. I hope that you'll stick. 
I want to encourage you, as I do every week, to listen to all of the different media perspectives, all of the different outlets. I was on CNN yesterday. I've left MSNBC and NBC. Love my colleagues there. Been on MSNBC and NBC for a good eight, almost 10 years uh, on and off. It's good to be back on air at CNN. Looking forward to doing more legal analysis, uh, impeachment inquiry analysis, etc. I hope you're following uh, my columns that I write every month for the Daily Beast. I have one out today on Senator Kamala Harris as there is a new debate tomorrow night, the presidential candidates, and uh, Harris has just been sagging in the polls. She is somebody who was in the top of the field for much of this year from January forward. Uh, She's now dropped below Beto O'Rourke and Pete Buttigieg in many of the polls, which is alarming, I'm sure, to her campaign and to those who support her. But I have a piece out today on why I think that is in the Daily Beast and why I think that she can bounce back tomorrow night if she focuses herself. Uh, but I write for the Washington Post, uh, who I've written for for years, on and off. I'm glad to be back on the Washington Post opinion pages. And also USA Today, I'm a columnist there, as well as uh, the New York Daily News. Uh, those are just the outlets that I write for at the time. And uh, I'm very honored to be writing for those great publications, all of them. So please make sure you're following my writings and follow me on Twitter and everywhere else at I am Sophia Nelson. So let's get to it. Uh, this has been a difficult last few weeks for America. We are in a, an impeachment inquiry. Uh, the President of the United States, the executive, has told the legislative, the Congress, that he will not comply with subpoenas. He will not comply with document requests. Uh, this is the very thing, by the way. This was the first article of impeachment against Richard Nixon as they were being drafted before he resigned, that he refused to comply with duly authorized congressional powers. You know, there are three co-equal branches of government, the executive, Article 2, the legislative, Article 1, and the courts, Article 3. The founders, in their great wisdom, understood that we needed a check and a balance, that we never wanted a king, we never wanted a dictator, we never wanted some authoritarian thug or some foreign power to take over our government. And that's why this Ukraine issue is so problematic for the president Whether he meant it, didn't understand what he was saying when he said, I need you to do us a favor, though, uh, what he did was wrong. What he did goes against everything of our founding, uh, our sovereignty, the emoluments clause. The founders took great care to be concerned that a foreign power, particularly at the time when they were founding this country and writing the Constitution, think about it. They had just fought a great war with Great Britain. The UK at that time was... Uh, the biggest empire in the world, uh, they were worried about that. They were worried about influences, of corruption of foreign powers on our democracy and our freedom. So we must likewise be vigilant and take that seriously in the year 2019, 242 plus years later. Folks, this is serious business and you cannot afford as a citizen of this great republic to stick your head in the sand. It's not an option. You can't say it doesn't matter. You can't say as long as my 401k is doing well. You can't go to church every Sunday and praise God or go to the mosque or go to the synagogue and and, and say you love God, but you don't love people. You look the other way when people are being hurt, harmed, maligned. The president of the United States of America cannot be a figure, Democrat or Republican, who curses in his speeches, who, who threatens to sue members of Congress who, by the way, have immunity for doing their job. 
Congress took an oath to the Constitution. I've sworn that oath three times as uh, someone that was a lawyer for the United States Supreme Court and other courts. Uh, you take it when you work for the federal government, as I did as a House Committee Counsel, and I've taken it one other time. And it is very important to understand that the oath that I took is a bit different from the one that the president takes. He he swears to preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States of America. That's his role. He is the defender of America. He is the moral leader of America. And when he fails in that, it takes us down a very difficult path. You know, this week we'll be talking a lot about quid pro quo. Well, that's Latin for make it simple. You give me something, I'll give you something. And uh, the whole issue on the table now is whether or not the president talked to the president of Ukraine, the Chinese, and others, and asked them to dig up dirt on Senator, former Vice President Joe Biden and his son Hunter, uh, and whether or not that's allowable. Well, it's not allowable under our federal laws, and it's certainly not allowable under our Constitution. So it's very important that we pay attention this week. Stop just watching you know, Fox or CNN or MSNBC, watch all of them, read a number of papers, read liberal ones, read conservative ones. Think for yourself. That's what the founding fathers wanted. They didn't want you to sit down and be a drone and just buy something somebody was selling you. That's what they do in authoritarian governments. That's what they do in governments that give you information that's misleading and false. And they do that to form and shape opinions. That's not America. Thank God for the free press. The free press has been under assault since the day this president took the oath of office. And this video, the Trump video, again, that I spoke of earlier, is repugnant. It's offensive. The White House Correspondents Association has put out a statement. All the major news outlets have put out a statement. Cindy McCain has put out a statement. Senator McCain's widow. And on and on and on. People are appalled on both sides of the political aisle, as they should be. This is not okay. This is not America. So... What can you do about it? Okay, Sophia, this is all great. I hear you. I get it. What can I do in Iowa? What can I do in Kansas? What can I do in Georgia? What can I do in Massachusetts? What can I do in Texas? What can I do in New Jersey? What can I do in New Mexico? What can I do in Virginia? Well, I'm glad you asked. You know, when I wrote the book, E Pluribus One, Reclaiming Our Founders' Vision for a United America, a lot of people said to me, wait a minute. How can you write a book like that, given that the founding fathers uh, sanctioned slavery and owned slaves, many of them themselves? Our nation clearly wasn't about unity. It clearly was about division. It was about white males being property owners and being the power brokers. Well, the reality is this. <clears throat> That's all true. But guess what? Even in our imperfectness, we can have a perfect vision that over time, becomes exactly as we would have wanted it to be in the beginning. I believe that if Jefferson were sitting here with me on this podcast or Adams or Franklin or Washington, they would all say to me unequivocally, Sophia, slavery was wrong. We knew it then. Look at the notes uh, to the uh, declaration. Look at the notes to the constitution. It was debated. Uh, We had a economy that was dependent upon slave labor. It was wrong. It was odious. We gave in to the financial needs of the country. We grew the young country on the backs of slave labor. And yes, we paid for it. Uh, We paid for it in the form of a civil war. We set up this nation for a great fight in the 1800s and 1860s when Lincoln became president. And they would be correct. But here's the thing. 
The reality is, America's always been about perfecting our union. It's not been about a perfect union because it was not perfect when it was formed. It had a great birth defect. It had a, a great stain. Uh, you cannot say you are for liberty and freedom and justice and equality and then enslave, at the time, half of your population. In the southern states, the slaves sometimes outnumbered their owners and the white persons who would have been counted for tax purposes, etc. In fact, we were counted as three-fifths of a person, but I've already talked about that in the 1619 podcast, and if you haven't listened to that, that is our most popular episode by far. So before I get to the 10 things that you can do, let me again welcome our viewers all around the world listening. Thank you. We're now uh, being listened to in about 12 countries. Uh, We've had tens of thousands of downloads and listens. Thank you. Uh, Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for uh, being engaged and wanting to know more about American culture, American politics, American sports, American values, American faith, American everything. We're going to touch on it all. Like I said, I have a great guest coming this week, Professor Ed Glaude of Princeton University, and uh, look forward to having him on. It's going to be fabulous. He is an MSNBC uh, contributor. You can watch him on Morning Joe uh, at least a couple times a week. So it'll be good to have Eddie with me, but let's get to this, uh, these action items that we as citizens of our time can take to heart and practice right now today. We, the people must first commit to being three things. The founders wanted us to be, and I need you to hear this. They wanted us to be informed, engaged, and self-governing, informed, engaged, and self-governing. There is no longer an excuse for not being informed folks. It, It just isn't. We are surrounded by 24-7 news, media, social media, television, and radio, not to mention the internet. So I'm going to rattle these off to you. These can be found in the Pluribus One book. If you haven't gotten a copy yet, you need to. Uh, Read it to your kids. Read it to your grandkids. Uh, Not only does it talk about the obligations and duties of our leaders, it talks about the obligations and duties of us, we the people. We the people of the United States in order to form a more perfect union. So let's talk about the 10 things we can do right now, right now to help preserve our democracy, to help keep this republic strong, to help not get caught up in the fighting and the ugliness that's going on around us every day, the anger, the now violent depictions of the president of the United States killing journalists and uh, fellow politicians. That's not acceptable here and it's not okay and we have to call it out and that's why I'm doing so this morning. Number one, read the Constitution. Folks, have you read it? You can get a copy at Walgreens, at, at uh, Barnes & Noble, at Walmart, and get one online. Keep it in your pocket. Keep it in your pocketbook. Read it to your kids. Read it to your grandkids. Make it an exercise at dinner every night. Start sitting down for dinner at night. Make some rules. Make these kids come home and have dinner with you. I had to have dinner with my parents. I had to sit down. I had to listen. We had to talk. It's important. Number two, learn about government. How does it function? What does it do? What are its rights and limitations and what are mine? What are government's responsibilities and what responsibilities belong to us, the churches, the private sector? Learn how government functions, how to access it, how to utilize it. Three, get active in your local government. Look, I've been very active in the local elections here in Northern Virginia. You can give, you can put up signs, you can help knock on doors, you can listen, you can learn. You can host events. You can do all of that. Get involved. Number four, be connected with your local or regional library. Listen, read, share books, and encourage your children to do the same. Stop with the devices. Pick up a book. Read a book. That's important. 
Reading is knowledge and knowledge is power. Number five, know who your elected officials are. And I'm just talking about your U.S. senators or your members of Congress. Most people probably know those. But what about your county executive? What about your state delegate? What about your state senator? What about the mayor of your town? Do you know who those people are? Do they know you? Introduce yourself. Go to their office. Talk to their staffs. They're your servants. They are your elected representatives. You don't work for them. They work for you. Number six, get involved in causes that interest you. What are you passionate about? Passionate about climate control? Passionate about your faith? Passionate about the Second Amendment? You're passionate about First Amendment? You're passionate about a free press? You're passionate about whatever you're passionate about, healthcare, whatever it is. Get involved. Let your elected representatives hear from you. Start a podcast. Start a blog. Uh, Start an organization. Do something. Do something. Number seven, and I alluded to this in the last one, write, post, blog. Get on social media and use it for good. Get on social media and use it to exchange ideas and to listen to ideas and and debate respectfully. Uh, That's so important. And it's such an important thing now that we're in the information age and everything we do is on social media or it's online. Number eight, engage the free press. Read. Listen, question, don't just hurl out things like fake news. That's an insult to those of us who uh, got journalism degrees or uh, law degrees and have been in the business, who write, who think, who research, who do our darnest to get the facts right, uh, to not be partisan. Yeah, there are partisan outlets, both on the right and the left, but most of the media is not like that. Most of the media is in the middle. Most of the media is just trying to get the news out to you. Engage the free press at the local level, regional, and the national levels. Engage. Watch the news. Follow conservative and liberal press. It'll bless you. It'll inform you. Don't just watch one network. Watch them all. Next, govern yourself according to the laws and freedoms you have been granted as an American. To be an American is an amazing, unique thing. Cherish it. It's a blessing. Cherish it. It is so profoundly rich and such an enormous responsibility and a blessing to be an American. Cherish it, uh, honor it, love your country. Uh, thank you to those who serve in our military, who've served in our military. We honor you, you bless us, you protect us, you protect freedom, thank you. Lastly, number 10, raise your voice. Exercise your right to protest, exercise your right to free assembly, Speak up. Raise your voice. This country was founded by men who dared to push back against the most powerful king and empire on earth at the time. They had no chance of beating the Hessian soldiers and the the, the great army of King George. Yet they did. They prevailed through winter, through no shoes on their feet, through famine and hunger. They persevered because they had a belief in an idea of something greater. That's what America is. That's who America should continue to be long after I'm gone, long after you're gone. And what we do right now in this moment is going to determine where we end up. You can't stick your head in the sand anymore. You can't justify what's not justifiable. What's happening right now in Syria and Turkey is an abomination. And that an American president unleashed this is unthinkable. And it's hurtful. And it is uh, unfathomable. My heart goes out to the people who are suffering the Kurds. My heart is broken for the journalist who lost her life, the woman who was uh, helping women, uh, 
to learn and to get educated in Syria. And they uh, raped her and then they stoned her to death and they put it on a video. You can see it online, but I wouldn't recommend that you watch it. It's disgusting. It's criminal. It's vile. It's evil. That's where we are. That's what's been unleashed in the last couple of weeks in this world. What you do now matters. What I do now matters. That's why I use my platform and my voice to speak up and to speak out. I want to thank you for listening. I want to thank you for whatever you do to help make your country great and free and fair for everybody that comes here. Uh, We all just want an equal shot. That's all we want. We don't want equal outcomes. We just want an equal shot. We don't want to be uh, unfairly burdened and we don't want to be uh, too enormously blessed without being able to share those blessings with others. So thank you. God bless you and keep you. We'll be back this week with Eddie Glaude of MSNBC, professor at Princeton University. That's going to be an amazing interview. I'm excited about it and uh, we'll promote that uh, coming up soon. Thank you. God bless you. Have a great week.